spoke to a frozen Texas um, special um, edition of the Weekend Wire today. We have Drew Amsler joining us um, from his Wi-Fi-less dorm room, but he's here to talk. We only really bring him on when the Mavericks, when something bad is happening with the Mavericks. I think last time was when there was the um, the like the sexual assault culture stuff going on um, in the front office and. It's more fun. We do this with Adam too. We bring him on, and like the Rockets are like really like something's really going down. But it's always fun. So he's here to talk about the Mavericks, um, and that's what we're gonna hit first. So I'm just gonna let you start your, with your thoughts on how they've been struggling so far. Yeah. So when we first we first talked about me coming on, it was after they had lost six straight. And they couldn't play defense and they couldn't play offense and everything kind of seemed to be falling apart. But they've they started to get on a little bit of a roll offensively in the last couple of games. But uh, you know, the defense is always the always the, the the focal point of the team because of how bad it is. And more times than not, throughout most of the early season so far, Luca has probably been the best defensive player. And he got he, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but he got a whole bunch of crap last year for, you know, not being a good defender, but I've watched every game, every second of every game, and it just seems like nobody has stepped up more on that side of the ball than Luca, and it's kind of disappointing because, you know, you pay Chris Depps a max contract to be your shot blocker and to be a paint presence, and he just hasn't been that thus far. So you've watched every second of every game? Is that Really? Like, wow, that's actually, that's impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, you would hope that Luca wouldn't have to carry the load defensively as well, um, as much as he does on offense. Um, and if you were thinking of candidates to be the Mavs' best guy on defense, you would think Porzingis, you would think Kleber, maybe throw Richardson in there. But um, Richardson is someone who, they got in that Steph Curry. Um, they kind of exchanged those two, and um, they're Seth Curry. But um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he he's been someone I think has been a little disappointing. But when you really look at his career, other outside of that little stretch with Miami that he had, where he was averaging over twenty points, um, it's kind of who he's been as a player. Just um, not not as you know, the sharpshooter as he was in Miami and maybe not as good on, on defense as either. Um, and he's, he's been someone who struggled a lot for them. I liked the signing. Um, I liked, I liked when they got him. I, I thought it was a good move. Um, Cause I thought they did need more defense and more toughness. And that's something that Aro and I talked about. Um, I mean, and outside of James Johnson, they still don't really have anyone who does that really. Um, Luca's like feisty, I would say with, like with the refs a bit, um, but he's not really someone you think of as like an enforcer. You could say maybe maybe they go and get P.J. Tucker in the near future to help with that. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like in terms of a trade, but um, yeah, I think they're still lacking that sort of toughness and identity because they, they do get rolled over a lot in these games. And we saw that in the, the Portland game was um, one that Aro and I both watched um, – and 
they just they just were getting lit up in the third quarter. I think they had like forty five. They allowed like forty five points. Um, and yeah, the Blazers can get hot and they can do that to you. But this is a team, the Mavs, who um, have not been able to um, get on the other side of five hundred. Um, I think we lost Drew there for for a second, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'll bounce back to our. Yeah, uh, you know, the Mavs have been a team that uh, I felt like coming in, coming into the season, I had pretty high expectations for them. Um, like you mentioned, the, the Curry trade, uh, it felt like at worst it was a pretty lateral move, and at best it could kind of help them out defensively, which, again, is something that, that it is the final piece for them, right? They had a historically good offense last year. Luka hasn't regressed. I think he started slowly. Um, but again, without Porzingis for the first couple mo- or first month of the season, um, that's always going to be tough. Um, but you know they they haven't seen that bounce back that I think I expected from them um, to to kind of come once Porzingis came back and once they were healthy. Um, you know, in, in that Portland game, it felt like the, the shooting was just unreal, right? You know, Luca can still create at such a high level. Um, Tha is can shoot. Dorian Finney-Smith can shoot. Um, so they, it's not a problem of having shooters for them. It's not a problem of you know creating good offense because it feels like they can. Um, maybe in clutch time they need to be a little bit better and a little bit smarter uh, with the ball, um, and maybe take some I guess better shots, just better decision making down the stretch. Um, but uh, probably the bigger part of that problem is that they aren't even getting to those situations where they need to play in a close game. Um, you know, in the Portland game, it always felt like they were a step behind. Every like 6-0, run was getting them back to about a six-point deficit, right? An eight-point deficit. Yeah. It wasn't getting them back to within two. It wasn't getting them to a point where they could trade baskets down the stretch and, and get to an end-of-the-game finish. Um, you know, game hitting big shots down the stretch, you take that. Um, but it never, never felt like in that game that they were going to win. And that was probably the best chance I think they had of, of getting a major, major win on national TV because this Portland team's not been great on defense either. Um, yeah, the Port- so. Portland's – I mean, um, Portland is one of the few teams who were worse than the Mavs if, if you on defense if you go by points per 100 possessions. Uh, Mavs are 22nd. Pelicans are 28th, New Orleans, I mean, uh, Portland's 29th, and then the Kings are last. But, um, yeah, this is a team that you thought that maybe the Mavs would be able to outscore, um, especially without CJ, without Nurkic, and it just didn't happen for them. And I think I think something that I've noticed when watching the Mavs, and I've watched a little bit more of them lately, is um, Porzingis just not being able to get rebounds. He Luka's really having to even do that on that – uh, carry out for that. I mean, carry carried the load on that end. Um, and well, side note, Drew just let us know this power went out, so nothing we can do about that. But um, yeah, he 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 gave us a good perspective, I think. But um, we talked we talked about the Mavs crunch time issues with Cameron um, a couple weeks back, and we don't have to go into that today because I thought we did a pretty good job the first time, but. Um, yeah, I think I think Porzingis is just not worth the contract at this point. Um, that was something. I think in the moment when he got the contract, we were skeptical of it, and he's he's often injured. Um, 
saw in the playoffs last year. I think the bubble was really like the peak of what people's perception of the Mavericks were when they like when they were going toe to toe with the Clippers. And there were some who actually thought they could win before before Luca's before Luca's ankle injury. I think in Game Three or Four, and um, yeah, before Porzingis went out for the rest of the series. But um, yeah, they looked they looked really good Game One and Two, and um, it it took a lot it took a lot out of the Clippers to eventually beat them. Kawhi had to sort of do his thing where he just has to take over like a series, which is a lot of energy to be exerting in the first round, especially for a team that was thought of so highly like the Clippers. For sure. And I mean, I think that's the thing with Dallas that like you saw them play against the Lakers in the regular season and you saw them go toe for toe with them. Um, you saw them taking them into overtime. You saw them beating them. You see them play the Clippers in the playoffs yeah. and you see them, you know, winning some of these close, close games. And they are right there with some of these top teams. Right. Like, I, I don't think the gulf between Dallas's talent level and the talent level of a Utah or a L.A., either of the L.A.s is that massive. Right. You know, maybe they don't have that, you know, dual that duo that, you know, some of these L.A. teams have. But, you know, Luca can kind of bridge that gap a lot of the times by himself um, and how much better he can make his teammates by his you know passing and vision. Um, and, and so I think that's why it's just been such a disappointment, because this team really feels like it has taken a massive, massive step back. And we've talked about it with Denver and how, you know, maybe some of that bubble hype didn't transfer over to this year. Uh, especially with a guy like Jamal Murray. And, you know, for Dallas, I think it's been Chris Stapps has disappointed. He's been kind of streaky at times. I think he had like a first quarter where he dropped like 15, five and five or something like that. Um, but then, you know, there are other games where he's not even getting to that in the whole game. Right. And so it's just been streaky. It's been flashes. And that's not what you expected from this Dallas team, because this is a Dallas team that I really thought last year had kind of figured out what it was doing. Right, had figured out its identity um, and just kind of needed to bring in a couple pieces to get to that second round conference finals, um, you know, level of a team. Um, and, and it just feels like they, I don't even want to say they missed the mark on some of these trades and, and acquisitions that they had. Um, I just think that some of the players have just straight up regressed and there's not a whole lot you can do about that. And, you know, when you're paying a guy as much money as you're paying Chris Apps, you can't like you don't expect that regression right you expect you know positive um progression and and you just haven't gotten that hardaway um junior is someone who has definitely not helped their defensive issues but he was someone that was routinely putting up 25 30 off the bench for them and um looked at, looked like a really good piece last year but i thought what you said about them going toe to toe with these good teams last year and coming out on the on the right side beating them is is just not something that we've seen and that's really the main thing like when they go against these top teams it seems like they're just getting blown out and yeah they're, they're a step behind like they're a clear step behind yeah it's it's yeah like you can see it um, especially with those Lakers games last year you could really they really were like going toe to toe with the Lakers like oh, just, yeah. and um, that's just not something that we've seen out of them this year. Um, it's still early, um, but the the West is gonna it's gonna be hard for them to gain ground in the West. Um, and they're out of the playoffs right now. A lot could change. I, I, I'm not gonna panic and say they're not gonna make the playoffs. But if you were dreaming of them being a top five seed, um, or maybe even a top six seed, it might be time to re reevaluate because there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are 
you know, five or six games ahead of them, including Portland, who I think is 16 and 10. Um, and that's yeah. a big one for them because every game matters. So, um, okay. Moving on to your sons, who are still fourth, but gaining ground a little bit on the Clippers um, and could, could gain ground on the Lakers, depending on this um, Anthony Davis injury goes. But um, they've looked pretty good recently. Um, Booker seems to be back um, playing a lot better after he, he, he kind of struggled there for a little bit. And, um, yeah, start for sure. Yeah, they might they're they're sort of they've back they're back to their offensive firepower and look it looked for a little bit there that they were they were gonna be this like defensive minded team and that's just is not what we really envisioned out of them. But um yeah, this is a team that could at their peak could be top ten in offensive defense, I think. So Yeah, um, you know, it's sort of like we mentioned, um and we're in the midst of a pretty long home stretch of games against Eastern Conference teams right now. Um but we're undefeated in that stretch. I think it's been six games now um, at home against top Eastern Conference opponents as well. Um, and, and that's going to get tapped off now tonight in a TNT matchup with uh, the Nets, which I'm really excited to see how we kind of deal with uh, all the offense that the Nets throw at us. Uh, like you said, defense has been something that it felt like was a really strong, you know, strong suit for us. Um, it, it's maybe dipped in the last couple of games. We kind of gotten bailed out by just some incredible offense from uh, from CP3 and Booker. Uh, but I, I think tonight is going to need to be a great defensive effort. I don't think we can score at the rate that the Nets can. I think even without KD playing, I believe this is the second game that he's missing still. Um, but in any case, uh, I think it's just really impressed me how, um, you know, the Bucks game, it, it felt like that one was a bit of a toss-up towards the end. Uh, Giannis had a pretty good look to try and win it. Um, you know, it's long mid-range, which – I think is makeable for him. It's not a great shot for him specifically, yeah. Uh, but like, it, it's a good look uh, overall, and he just missed it. Uh, we won that game by a point. I felt like we struggled to close um, in that game a little bit, just in terms of how we like handled the decision making down the stretch. Um, it, it felt like we were kind of forcing some shots. Uh, we gave you know Booker and Paul some looks, but it, it was like <clears throat> like CP3 loves doing this thing where he he will wind down the clock to like eight seconds seven seconds on the shot clock before like they actually get into any sort of motion which like it makes sense in terms of like chewing clock but like at the same time like if you're getting into the set like that late like it's usually like booker off like two three dribbles and then he's having to pull up from like wherever he is and like the great thing is like he can do that and like against a lot of defenders and like against ben simmons you saw in the philly game last week he did do that um but it's just not like the most consistent late game offense to like rely on i think um, especially when you have a team as good with ball movement and off ball movement as we are. Um, I think we just kind of re- like relegate ourselves to like, Oh, like if Booker makes it, then like we win. Um, but in any case, uh, we have now wins over the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, um, potentially a win over the Nets tonight. Um, that is I, I, like, that is a statement. If anything, um, you know, I know Utah is probably the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, I think we might be a close second or third. Um, and it really feels like this year that we're capable of going up against some of these top, top teams um, because it, like Booker is such a great shot creator. And now he's got a second guy to be able to do that with. And you're seeing that kind of come out now, which you didn't see at the start of the season. Start of the season, we grinded out wins. 
Um, you know, even against like Dallas on opening night, it was like a four point win. And it really felt like it shouldn't have been that close, but like we just couldn't find consistent offense. Our bench um, really had to bail out the starting lineup sometimes. Um, but now it's like, well, if the starting lineup's going and then you have a bench unit that's coming in and outscoring the other bench unit by like 20, um, it, it's a tough team to beat. And uh, I, I think that's been the most impressive part is that we've kind of gotten into some of these games and we've looked good from start to finish. It hasn't been games where I felt like we sort of fluked out wins or, or we needed massive shots um, to be able to get the win. Like it felt like a you know team effort. We felt like we dominated in a lot of aspects. And again, some of these top teams, you're going to have to you know make big plays down the stretch too. Um, but you know it feels like we're definitely capable of making a run in the playoffs now even more so than I think we like started off um, what, like seven and two, some of that. And at that point, even it, it still felt like we were kind of figuring out the pieces. Now it feels like those pieces are figured out. They're on a roll. Um, and I don't know. It's, I mean, it's exciting. It's really, really exciting. It feels like um, we're going to be giving a lot of teams in the West, a lot of problems. I, I think the figuring stuff out piece Mostly seems like it has to do between Ball and I mean uh, Paul and Booker themselves. Um, For sure, I think they're they're knowing where each other um, wants to be and needs to be on offense has sort of been something that they've figured out recently. Um, and that Bucks game, Giannis did have the pass to Middleton in the corner, but Chris Paul was kind of there, and um, yeah, so. I mean, maybe they dodged the bullet with that one, but even even if you get a wide open three, it's probably forty percent chance of going in. Um, but uh, yeah, Chris, having Chris Paul um, engineer stuff for you in, in crunch time is going to be a big help, and that that can definitely win them some playoff games. I think I think matchup matchup is always important, um, and I I can't really decide like who which teams would be good and bad matchups for them. Um, um I, I think we're. We're going to be good against teams that are a little bit more guard heavy. I honestly think that we're a little bit better against like the Portland's and the Utah's of the world. Um, I think we're going to succeed in those situations. I think we might struggle a little bit with probably the Lakers. Um, the Clippers are an interesting situation just because like they have two wings that can create, but like we also have Jay Crowder and McHale that like kind of match up with that. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know how that goes, but like Kawhi, if he just like reaches that next level in the playoffs, like, I don't know if we can handle that. Yeah. Um, and then with the Lakers, I mean, it's the obvious problem. Um, I, I don't think we really have anybody quick enough and tall enough to defend AD. Um, Aiton struggled a little bit against Embiid until the end of the game. Um, he struggled against Giannis as well. Um, AD is sort of like a weird mix of the two and it, doesn't bode the best. Um, I will say shout out Dario Sarge when he's been our backup center. Like, yeah, he's been really good. So, well, good yeah. guys. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe that bridges some of the gap, but uh, I, don't know, I, I would like if we can meet like Utah second round, I would feel a lot more comfortable than if we had to face either of the LA teams. Well, you could meet Utah in the second round. They're the one, and y'all and you guys are the four. So yeah. um, that would be a fun series. All right. Um, Panic button on the Celtics and Heat. We'll do Celtics first because I think their issues are a little more um, interesting and um, wide-ranging, maybe. 
Um, so they lost to the Wizards on Sunday, which I actually think is not as bad as the loss as the perception was. Because I think the Wizards have actually looked a little better recently than the, the oh, like <laughs> bottom feeder that they were supposed to be. Um, and the Celtics always get killed by Beal. It's just a thing. Um, they have the same problem with Middleton. I don't know why. I've never. It's it, it, they're kind of like the only team that like has specific guys that just kill them that I can think of. Yeah. Um, and they, um, the Celtics, their ball movement has been pretty bad. Um, the they've been hurt by the Smart injury. Kemba outside of the Wizards game has not looked healthy at all. Um, that knee injury that we were talking about at the beginning of the season with them, where it's just nagging, nagging from the bubble. Um, and he, and he, honestly, he was probably their best player for uh, in the Toronto series for some of it in the bubble. Um, and now he's he struggled quite a bit. Um, Jalen Brown, despite him having um, such a good season, um, it hasn't been enough. And I think Tatum has probably taken a step backwards. Um, people are just kind of people are just kind of like writing in Tatum for like all-star starter and it just it just doesn't make sense to me like I, i'm not I'm, i can't really remember like a, a tatum moment from this year other than him like well, except for the game winner yeah yeah making the three in against the bucks and um i think brown has been just as good or better and i i, I just don't I'm, I'm not i'm not doing this to to disparage on tatum i'm just um i just think it i just think like relative to where he was in the playoffs and um at the end of the regular so plateaued yeah, I think he, I think he's yeah. We're not seeing improvement, um, and it seems like he's almost taking a step backwards. So I, I I don't know. This team has some issues. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the the Kemba problem is huge now this year because um, like this was the year. And I think we touched on it before as well. Like this was the year that he really needed to come out and be like, yeah, like I am the third star on this team. Um, you know, because Jalen Brown, yeah, I, I think he's arguably been Boston's best player, um, especially on both ends of the court. Um, I, I think Tatum I, – I don't know if it's Tatum taking a step backwards to kind of rest himself and, like, make sure that he's fresh for some of these fourth quarters. It's like I, we've seen him in big games in fourth quarters this year play really, really well. Um, I think that if they had beaten the Lakers – that, and like if he had taken that final shot to beat the Lakers, then like there'd be a little bit more. Yeah, that was probably him. like their best. That's probably like their best game that they've played. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah. loss, and it ended up in a one-point loss. So yeah, people kind of brushed that over. Um, but you know that those are the little moments that can kind of change like how your team is viewed and how you view your own team. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I think Tatum, it might just be a case of he's trying to become more of a facilitator, especially now with like smart out, um, and, and kind of Kemba struggling, maybe Tatum's kind of trying to become a little bit better of a facilitator, trying to create more offense for other guys. So maybe that's more why we haven't seen him kind of take the jump, especially like in terms of scoring, like I kind of expected him coming into the season to be like a 28, 29 point per game guy. Um, and I think right now he's at 25. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, it, it just might be a kind of a roles kind of deal. Um, but uh, Tristan Thompson's been good, but like maybe not like revelatory. I think he's been <laughs> a little bit disappointing, and he was he was yeah. that we I, I certainly was super high on that signing when they made it. Um, and Definitely less than expected. Yeah, he he's just not having like the monster 
rebounding that I was yeah. hoping for and um, things like that. And, and that's why they're going after a guy like Drummond. Right? Yeah, they're, they, they were, yeah, we can talk about the trade market with them because it's really interesting. They, they've been rumors about Drummond. There's been rumors with them and Vucevic. Um, I think the Vucevic thing is a little less likely because I'm not sure why Orlando would do I that. Um, yeah, I don't think Orlando would. I think Vucevic, if they were able to get him, would be a great fit. Um, they would, that would take them a, a couple, maybe one or two steps ahead um, in like the hierarchy of these East teams. Um, the Raptors actually pretty came pretty close, um, according to some sources on Twitter, uh, to pulling the, the trigger on the Drummond trade on Sunday. But that would be, that's like. I'm not, I'm not sure what that was looking like anyway. There was a lot of Lowry rumors, but I don't know why they would trade Lowry at this point. Um, yeah. But back, back to the Celtics. Um, they have a traded player exception from Hayward that is actually quite a bit of money that they can use. Um, so that that's that's where they're being able to um, do some of this stuff. Um, but there's there's also the idea that they could go after Horford, um, who would take who would take less assets to get and could be cheaper um, eventually once he gets off his big contract. Um, and OKC likes to stock up on picks. So if you're throwing picks their way, it's probably a better deal um, for them. And he's he's someone that um, has shown in the past that he can sort of help with Giannis. Um, and that, that's really like the biggest issue for them is helping with those bigs. He can also help with Embiid, I think. Um, and if, if they find themselves matched up, they're probably most likely going to have to go through one of those two teams to um, – to advance to the conference finals, if that's what that's what this if that's what their goal is. Um, yeah, but, it's got to be their goal, right? <laughs> yeah, conference finals, finals. But they're probably going to have to go through one of those two teams, so to get there. So, um, yeah, this is this is kind of troubling. I, I I'm trying to reserve judgment for Smart until he gets back, but I think the Kemba thing is a very very big issue for them. Um, and the fact that they didn't trade Hayward for Miles Turner and McDermott when that was on the table, and yeah. uh, Turner's looks so good in protecting the rim this year, which is exactly what they need. Um, that's kind of something Boring. that's flown on the radar a little bit, but that, that offer was actually on the table and they didn't do it. Um, and I think even at the time, there's a lot of questions about that. Like, why wouldn't they just take Turner and the younger asset rather than the Hayward has been plagued with injuries, um, as well as Kemba. So, two, you know, two out of your best four guys are um, injured a lot. Um, the Jalen thing has been a bright spot for sure. I think Tice, Tice was someone in the bubble who looked pretty good in the playoffs and showed that he, like, belonged out there and pretty much outplayed Siakam in that Toronto series. Um, which, by the way, um, there was a lot of – I saw some some, some uh, discourse, I guess, about the Toronto series and people just saying, oh, it should have been over in five, like the Celtics. Like, they got, I, I thought that was ridiculous. I, I think I think if you watched game – if you watch game two of that series over again, you watch Smart go five for six for three in the fourth. Oh, yeah. Um, Statistical anomaly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it, – that was kind of insane and, and – if, if you're arguing with Raptors fans, you could point towards Van Vliet's performance in the conference finals against the Bucks, which was more ridiculous even. But, um, yeah, the, the, I thought game seven was really close. Um, the Raptors made some coaching decisions that were questionable. I think if they play Ibaka more, they probably win. Um, and 
yeah, the OG shot in game three was, was a miracle. Um, I think, but I think that series was like really close. People's perception of it, um, is, is just like the Celtics should have uh, blown them out of the water. But I think that's, that doesn't make sense to me. Siakam played really poorly too. Yeah. I think with how bad Siakam played, like that series was a lot closer than it probably like should. Yeah. Siakam's shooting numbers from three alone were like insanely bad. Um, I just, I just think that's kind of a, um, it's a weird point. It's a weird opinion to have. Um, but yeah, uh, the Celtics, um, if you're, if you're thinking like you traded Kemba for Rogier essentially, and Rogier has looked pretty good this year. Um, and yeah, yeah he, he doesn't give you much on defense. <laughs> He can score. Um, and Kemba, uh, Kemba doesn't give you anything on defense. Yeah, Let's Kemba be doesn't give you anything on defense. Kemba's too. been picked on by every single team. This yeah, year. so I, I, you could say, would you rather have Rozier because he's younger? Um, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, Maybe. And, I mean, that's that's kind of a crazy statement to say just um, – if you if you told us if you told if you were saying that a year ago you'd be laughed at but if when you look at it now it's, I think that's actually true. Um, Kemba's and, averaging sixteen four and four right now for the season, which I think like that is so underwhelming in like all facets. And it, it should be a, like it has to like the assist number should be higher for yeah, sure. At least the assist number should be higher, um, and especially when you consider how big of a negative he is on defense. Like it is. Um, yeah. 16 is not enough for um, – yeah, especially with losing Hayward and you're sort of absorbing more after that. But, that, that, yeah, that, that needs to be better. Um, they, Blake Griffin is someone who they could maybe get, but I don't know why you would want the shell of Blake Griffin on your team who hasn't dunked since 2019 apparently. Um, or 20 – maybe. That's bad. Yeah, no, that sounds right. I think I saw that same tweet. Yeah, it's like December 2019. Um, yeah. And he, he's someone who has lost like all its athleticism and it's just not like pretty much not like a viable player anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the the Celtics have have some work to do. Um, I think they're playing the Clippers pretty soon. Let me see on that. Um, yeah, they're playing the Nuggets today. Oh wait, I don't know who I was talking about the Clippers, but uh, they're playing the Nuggets today. But they, they've they've had some they've had some bad losses to I think the, the Pistons have given them a lot of trouble, um, and some of these some of these other bad teams have in the past, and they just they just need to get back on track here. I think I think Stevens has kind of like not experimented enough, maybe just yeah. Neesmith is someone that like we liked in the draft, but it was kind of clear that he wasn't um, ready. ready yet, and maybe he is ready now. Um, I don't know. Just just some some other answers at point guard. I think I think even if maybe trying Carson Edwards out a little more. He's not going to give you anything on defense either. But the Kimba thing, like, yeah. I feel like there has to be a better option. I, I think so. Like either that, or you just kind of experiment a little bit. Um... Maybe try out something different uh, defensively too. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe they go back to playing a little bit more zone. Uh, as weird as that sounds, like maybe that helps. Uh, but I, I don't know. They they look like flat. You know, um, it's sort of like how they've been. And, and like this is for a team that like I think at the start of the season we both thought 
that like this is potentially challenging for like the top spot in the East, at least before the Brooklyn trade. Um, so I don't know. Disappointing. Yeah, this is a team that we thought would have like a pretty high floor, at least on defense. Um, and that would be solid on that end. And smart going out doesn't help, obviously. But the Kemba thing is, is, is a huge issue. Um, but yeah. <laughs> we can move on to the Heat, um, who were looking good after Jimmy came back and after their guys got back. Um, and they lost to the Clippers without Kawhi and PG last night. Um, that was big, very disappointing. Um, teams have kind of figured out Duncan Robinson. A little bit. <laughs> Yeah, which is not good because um, that was, that was a, such a huge part of their offense in the playoffs. Teams have really, really, like, figured him out. Um, and he's he's not able to attack off the dribble as much as you want. Hero, Hero doesn't look like the player we saw. Bam is the Bam is the guy who's who's looked better, who has like improved. Um, oh, Bam's taking massive strides. Yeah, he said, he said the mid-range, um, the defense is still there, the passing's still there, everything you want. Um, so he, he's still good. Um, so is Jimmy. Jimmy's still solid. The, the scoring you'd like to see maybe a little more. Um, he, he's filling up the staff sheet, though. And, yeah, maybe maybe they just miss Crowder. Um, I think Bradley has been someone who hasn't been as, as good as, as the people were hoping. Um, with, as we were hoping, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah. I thought that would be a big help for them um, oh, yeah. in these point guards, and that hasn't really been the case. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I think it just goes to show you, like wing defenders, they matter. Wing defenders really, really matter because Jay was so huge um, for them. I thought, like, there's a large part of like why I had them going to the finals last year was because they had Crowder and then Iguodala coming off the bench. Right, like that is a big part, and like obviously the threes like helped a lot. Um, but this was a team that just makes sense defensively to go up against literally anybody in the league last year, and they don't really have that this year. Um, Dragic doesn't start in the regular season. Um, he didn't last year either. I don't know why. Um, that's a sports thing. Which like okay, fair enough, I guess. Um, Hero is not that good defensively still um you know, he's still gonna get picked on um he just is and like that's just kind of part of like like his frame just kind of lends itself to that as well um and yeah i just don't know like this team doesn't have like an elite scorer like that you know like jimmy does it in like spurts but like he doesn't i don't think he's ever been more than like a 25 per game guy if i recall right um, he might have hit that in either Minnesota yeah. or like the end of his Chicago like career, but like he's not like a volume scorer on that level throughout the regular season. Well, he does so. need to just. It's not even him like the numbers themselves. I guess it's like him just taking yeah. over in the end of these games. Yeah. We saw that a little bit. Um, they had a close win against the Knicks, I believe, recently. Um, and they, they were, they, I think they were like, they won four in a row at, at a certain point. But th- this this team would have not lost to the Clippers, the, the Clippers without Kawhi and PG last yeah, year. No, that's, yeah. that's just not something that would have happened. So um, I think that, yeah, they're not dead yet because they're in the East. Um, but I honestly think the Celtics situation is a little more troubling because I think the Celtics in the playoffs, like that's going to matter more than what we're seeing from the heat. Cause I still think the heat have a lot of like coaching stuff they can do. And, um, 
And if we see, you know, rapid improvement from some of their guys, like Max Struss, like, like we saw from Duncan <laughs> Robinson last year, that that's someone who could be a piece for them. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really concerned as much on them yet. Um, and that, a lot of that's because of Bam. And if he continues to get better, um, that's going to go a long way. And the, if your defense is solid in the playoffs, you at least have something you can hang your hat on and really um, focus on. Um, and, yeah, Hero, maybe the shooting gets better. Maybe it doesn't. But um, you would think that he's going to heat up. But, yeah, team, teams have seems have sort of been able to pick on him and uh, figured out Duncan Robinson a little bit. So um, they're struggling. It's going to be interesting to see how they how – they, uh, do against the Lakers on Saturday, um, and they have a game with the Warriors tomorrow. Um, to yeah, the Lakers game will be without AD as well. So. Yeah, the Lakers game will be without AD, so they should be able to win that one. Um, but yeah, they got they got blown out by the Jazz. Um, and it seems like every good team they every like contender they play has been beating them. I think so. Yeah. Out. Nets beat them by a little bit. Um, but that was that was the two games that were uh, I think without Kyrie and maybe without Harden. That, I remember talking about those the, the games that Bam had like forty in both games. But yeah, uh, yeah, the Clippers have beaten them before. Um, they just haven't really beaten these good teams. Yeah, the only real big win I can see is that Milwaukee, the second of the back to back after they got like killed the first night. Yeah, by forty. Yeah. That's the only one. game with them was really close. Um, yeah. They, they had a huge comeback in, like, the last minute of the game, but they fell short due to Pritchard. Um, but, yeah, this is a team that hasn't really shown um, that they're able to match up with these contenders yet, a lot like Dallas. So, um, okay. Moving on to MVP. It's still very early, um, but this is an interesting race, um, to say the least. LeBron seems to be the leader um, based off media perception, um, and that's media is pushing for it hard. Yeah, media is pushing for it really hard. Uh, I've never seen ESPN go this hard for LeBron like before. I've never just how early it is is really yeah. Hard. We're not even halfway through yet, and it's just kind of um, the narrative is just very high on LeBron for ESPN. Um, and yeah, AD is going to be out the next two, three weeks. And if LeBron can string together some big performances and big wins, he's he's going to be the favorite um, for sure. And he'll he'll be the deserving favorite if he could do that. I think. But um, we both thought it would be Jokic at the beginning of the year. If you look at advanced stats, it's still Jokic um, according to those. Embiid is someone who um, is hovering around second or third. I, I don't think I don't think he's first um, anymore. Just just based on um, I, he hasn't really had huge performances lately. Yeah, um, it's kind of quiet. I think he kind of needs like a signature game again to get to get back in the race against a good team. Um, and yeah, we're we're super high on Jokic. Dame and Steph have been dark horses. Steph is looking statistically like he's having like the second best season of his career. Um, yeah, Dame is someone who's been able to lead that Portland team. Um, without CJ and Nurkic to some really good wins lately. They're fifth in the West right now, I think, right? So, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're they're like six games above five hundred. They're doing great. So um yeah, Jokic needs to string some string together some more wins. We talked about oh Cameron, they they he's not gonna win the award if he's if they're a fifth seed. That's just yeah. not that just barely ever happens. So yeah. um if they can get to a top three seed, I think I think he 
will probably come away with it unless LeBron um, ends up having like better stats than him. So I think I think we're still looking good there. Yeah, I think like at least statistically, Jokic is still like my guy um, for MVP. It's just like the wins like really need to come at some point here. Um, otherwise, I, I just don't think he'll like people just won't even take a look um, at what he's doing. Uh, I think. Dame, uh, did you mention Steph as well? Yeah. Yeah, so Dame and Steph look um, like interesting uh, interesting candidates. I think Steph has a pretty good case. Uh, if Golden State can, like, sneak into that 6-7 range, I think he would maybe get a look. Um, if they're a little bit further back, I just don't think that he'll get um, just, just the interest in the narrative will just work against him. Um I don't know. LeBron, yeah, he's getting a lot of push for MVP. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just haven't really seen it um, so far because, like, I don't know if it's, like, if it's based on wins, then, like, I guess I can see it. But then, like, wouldn't you just go with Embiid? Um, yeah. I, and it, so, like, that's why I'm, like, struggling. It's like a career <laughs> achievement award. It's right. kind of make up for all the times he maybe should have won it in the past. That's what it I, feels like. I don't think he has won since like 2013. So yeah. when when people it's it's people saying that he should have won a couple times in between now and then. So yeah. um, that's what that's what we're getting. And yeah, it feels and, like a makeup award more than anything. Yeah, and the best game that he's had um I think was against Cleveland where he sort of took over in the fourth quarter. Um, and he has he needs a couple more of those to 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 really swing his case, but the, they could be coming in um, without AD, um, and we'll see. The Lakers are really just the Lakers themselves. Um, he's been playing a ton of minutes, um, and and they're kind of coasting in these games, and then they lock them up in the fourth. They lock up the other team in the fourth quarter on defense. So yep. um, they're still stringing together wins, so they're going to be fine without AD. I don't think we have to worry about it. But seeding wise, it's big because of the Jazz who can take the one seed and avoid the Lakers and Clippers um, potentially. And maybe, maybe if you're the jazz, you decide, you decide um, at till as we get farther to the end of this thing, that maybe they don't want to avoid the Clippers because that's a team that they could actually match up with somewhat well. Um, yeah. But like, I, I think if you're them, you'd rather play like whoever's going to be fourth and fifth, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd rather play like a Phoenix, Phoenix or Portland. Maybe Denver. Um, or Denver, Denver, yeah. Denver is the only team that's beaten the Jazz in the last 20 games. In their last 20 games. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that was that was with their their crazy shooting day where right. they were like 15 for 16 from three at half. So, yeah, the Jazz have been on fire, which, yeah. we, which we've talked about. So And until they stop, we'll probably – yeah, I mean, unless they, unless they break off another streak here, um, I think we kind of know and understand that they're the best – uh, team in the league right now, but um, okay. Moving on to gambling corner. Um, I will read off all my stuff here. That's um, all you, man. I went 12, 12, and one since the last time we um, did a podcast. So decent, I guess. Um, I took. Um, I took Pistons plus one in the first quarter over Pacers. That was just a pick that I got um, off Twitter that 
didn't really make sense, but I took it anyway. Um, <laughs> and so that didn't hit. The uh, Pacers minus two and a half for that that game did. Um, I took Philly minus five and a half in their live money line over the Blazers. Um, both of those didn't hit. The, the money line was looking good for a second, but Philly kind of fell apart. Um, and I also took the Magic live over Golden State when the Magic, like, had nobody because they were up by, like, eight, and it was still, like, plus 170, so I took it, but they lost. Um, so that was bad. But the next day, I had my best um, day probably ever for NBA, which I had, like, I went, like, eight, two, and one. Um, okay. So I had I had Knicks minus two and a half of the Wizards who were missing Beal. I thought that was a ridiculous line, so I uh, okay. took that one. Um, and I took the Hornets Wolves over two twenty eight and a half. That hit easily. Pelicans team total over one fifteen um, versus the Mavs. That one hit as well. So did the Pistons plus eight versus the Celtics. They actually won outright. Um, Jazz minus two over the Bucks. I think they won by like twenty four. Um, and Cavs Blazers over. I forget the number on that. It was something like two twenty two. Um, and then I didn't know Fox was out. So <laughs> yeah. So I actually ended up going. Yeah, so six six one and one would be today would be that day. But I took I took the Kings minus seven and a half over the Magic. I didn't know Fox was out. And they lost outright, but I also took, I also live bet the Magic plus 11 or minus 11 during that game and that pushed. So, um, okay, next day, I'll run through these real quick. Nets team total over versus the Warriors on Saturday night. That was just really easy. Um, the Nets, Nets overs and team totals overs have been um, pretty easy this year. And I also, I also live bet the Pacers over Indiana in the fourth quarter and they, they were able to win. Um, I took Pelicans minus four. This was yesterday. I took, I mean, not yesterday. This was uh, Sunday. I took Pelicans minus four and a half of the Pistons. Um, that did not hit. The Pistons beat us outright. Um, also had a couple, a couple player props in the in the Blazers Mavs game. I had Luca over set nine and a half assists. That was brutal beat. Um, he had, I think he had eight. Like in, he had seven entering the third quarter. So or he had no. He had he had. He had five at halftime, but he had like he had seven like two minutes into the third quarter, and then he went the rest of the quarter without an assist, and then they wow. won. So, um, I also had Gary Trent over twenty one and a half points, rebounds, assists, um, and he had eighteen points and like and one rebound and one assist. I think. So he had twenty, one more three if we gotten it. Um, and I had the over in that game, so that one hit for me. Um, that one was easy. And that, I took OKC live over the Bucks minus 110 when they were up. They were up by like 12 in like the – like, Never like, trust OKC. I was like, I'm just going to take this. And so, um, it, yeah, they ended up winning. Um, I also took the Lakers over Denver, and they got blown out. And I took the Cavs plus 10 when they had – Kawhi and PG out versus the Clippers, and they got blown out. That one was that one was a little surprising. Um, this Clippers team might be okay without Kawhi and PG. No. Yeah, so, yeah, so. They, they, they are. And then I took I took the Kings over Memphis because um, Fox was back and they got destroyed. So bad finish, but good start, <laughs> bad finish. Um, I don't really it's have the trend for you right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't really. Let's see, I have a couple things for tonight that I liked. 
Um, Denver plus two and a half over the Celtics, who we talked about. Um, I like that. Yeah, I just think Jokic is going to destroy them. I don't really. Oh, yeah. They don't have anybody. Yeah. And I have Lakers, Lakers, Wolves over 222. Toronto, Milwaukee over 235 and a half. Seems really high, but um, without Holiday, I think they're going to struggle to guard these guys. And, um, Toronto's offense has been looking actually pretty good lately. And I have the over in the Phoenix, the Phoenix Brooklyn game over 232. It's Brooklyn over. If I see a Brooklyn oh, no. over that's like less than two, 238, I'm probably going <laughs> to it. It's, I, I just think that's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, they might struggle a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. Um, we'll probably have like Mikhail on Harden. So maybe slow him down a little bit. But we'll yeah. See. I just if, think like KD was playing that game out. Yeah, it's a lock. Yeah, I, I just think I just think Kyrie's been on such a tear lately that um, it could, I think whoever is not guarded by Mikhail, those two, is, yeah, is gonna have it. it's gonna be a problem. Um, all right, I think we're good. Um, yeah, Drew cut out pretty early, but yeah, out of my hands. So <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll have him back. We'll have him back on, with some Mavericks opinions um like before the playoffs you know maybe they'll even maybe, win a couple games yeah if, maybe if they get swept or maybe if they do better than we think probably probably if they probably if they get swept because that more that's more fun but um oh, yeah. yeah yeah i'm sure we'll have him back we'll have cameron back soon i'm sure um if the nuggets continue to rack up some wins because he's he was pretty good last time so um yeah that's all that's all for us um Enjoy the snow if you can. If not, hunker down and listen to us. So. Oh.